and from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan, and in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Shockphobia Fest, a month-long celebration of All Hallows' Eve's most frightening films and comic spooks. And today, we're back once again with Rhea Carrigan. I was going to say revolting Rhea Carrigan, but that's rude. Oh, isn't I, w- it? I would have really liked that, though. Okay, uh, we'll that. go back. We'll go back again. Revolting Rhea Carrigan. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I should have done like a like a. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> There's no acting involved in this, is there? You just you're just there, ready that's to me. just just to continue on, sort of existing when you're yeah. undead life. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how I feel most of the time. Well, don't uh, have kids, kids. Don't have kids, kids. Or you know, yeah, it's it's up to it's up to you. You make that decision. You have the freedom to make it. Uh, we you do will not be tired say, forever. Yes, I mean, I mean, I do quite enjoy reading the stories about parents regretting having kids, even though they absolutely adore them. They're going, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have if I knew. Yeah, like it's not regret; it's understanding. Yes, that two it. opposing things can exist that you really. You can you're allowed to grieve your life beforehand and absolutely love your life afterwards as well. Best thing I've ever done. But I also really like sleep. So yes, you know. that is good. That's some good. That's some good shit. But even me in my one bedroom flat, I struggle to uh, to grasp that. Maybe I need the the Sandman to come visit. I mean, to be fair, before I had her, I was shit at sleeping anyway. So I don't know why I blame it on my poor, wonderful, smart, emotionally intelligent daughter. When in reality, it's just me who's broken. So you know. What <laughs> one of the things I really hate is when we go, "Oh yeah, I didn't sleep last night," and someone goes, "Why? Well, I don't well, fucking know. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I just couldn't sleep." Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's got to, there's got to be a reason for it. Surely you can't be talking about it without there being a reason. Did, did your, ba- you know, did babies keep you up? Was there a noise? Was I mean, I did knock on wood. I did have a mouse problem that kept me up quite a lot. Yeah, but I'm not cool with mice. No, uh, the the people downstairs are actually feeding it, so that I think it was it was coming up here and, and <gasps> doing all sorts. Why were they feeding it? Because they're weird, I guess. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. They they had they were sending them out to commit crimes. I don't know. <laughs> Stealing food from my floor, I think mostly remnants. Uh, I mean, when... this is a story about how you really needed to clean up after yourself. Pretty much, pretty much. And uh, even now, I still need to do a bit of cleaning. Uh, but we're not here to talk about the horror story that is my flat. We are here again. It's Halloween. It's the first podcast of Halloween. And Rhea will be here for another one as well later in the month. Uh, but we won't talk about that just yet. Uh, but we are here to talk about Trick or Treat. Or Trick or Treat. How yeah, wanna... how are you pronouncing it? I say Trick or Treat. 
trick or treat. I think I'm going to say trick. Why do you? Why are you using that I don't, accent? I don't know. I'm just interesting. Uh, I, I think I used that accent for the first time we we talked about it because we have talked about trick or treat. Oh, do trick or treat. Um, what is happening? I don't. Know. I don't know. It's been. It's been. Like, it's been a long. It's been a long week. It's back holiday week when we're recording this, but it's been a long week already. Uh, so, so me and Dan Burgess, uh, we covered trick or treats uh, last, last. The very first it might have been the very first episode of Shockphobia Fest, way way back, a few years ago now. And we compared that with Tales of Halloween, another anthology film, which uh, I very much enjoyed as well. But obviously, with the Clone Balls, that must be a winner. But I'm not going to spoil that here. Go and listen to that (laughs) now, because it is an excellent podcast. But I will say I enjoyed both films. We have waited years and years for a sequel to Trick or Treat, and uh, we still haven't received it. We haven't got it. Michael Doherty, uh, the creator, director, writer behind the film, uh, it did make Krampus, so that was a that was a big kind of Christmas horror film, which I quite enjoyed. Um, but people are still screaming for a for a sequel to this film, and we are going to look actually at prequel technically to uh, to the Trick or Treat film, and. Uh, <laughs> Every time you say that, you're shaking your head. <laughs> um, uh, you're going to keep on doing it, aren't you? Trick, uh, I mean, it's it's. Can you to... try it in a different accent? Trick or treat. That's better. Yeah, I could do trick that. or treat. Uh, <laughs> my Bella Lugosi. Uh, <laughs> I think I prefer that to your weird country voice. <laughs> weird country one. Country bumpkin voice. From us up north. Up here. Up north. We're all wrongs. We're all wrongins up here. Yeah. Um, I, I, did I tell you I was an actor? Did you know that? Did you? Oh, ever... are you? That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should tell us some more about that. That'd be really good. Don't worry. Mike's got me on a podcast coming up for <laughs> ge- genuine chit chat. Uh, I'm going to be doing that. So I'm going to be talking all about the acting stuff and mostly the horror stories. I'll tell you most. Yeah, of the I mean, stories. they're the best ones, aren't they? Really? Exactly. They do make for a good anecdotes. But yes, mm-hmm. so we have Rhea and myself have read Trick or Treat. Trick or treat. Uh, <laughs> we're never going to get through this. Do the this whole song. title in, in one of these episodes. Okay. Trick or treat, Days of the Dead. Oh, I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've been practicing. Uh, I've, like just by yourself. Yeah, just by myself. Or, just just like doing in the toilets or what? I, I, I literally did that as a kid, though. I'd watch like X-Men and they'd have like some sort of Russian guy on there or a German guy on there. And, you know, they're very, you know, it's very diverse cast of characters from all different places. And I, always, I would always try and do the accents. Yeah. Nice. Uh, as as a as a child, obviously they were very offensive and very strong accents. Uh, but I, over the years, managed to kind of uh, just a just a kind of reel back a little bit and make them less offensive. Uh, but yes, Days of the Dead is a comic book prequel <laughs> to that film, so we're going to talk about that. But before we get onto that, Ria was I asked Ria what she wanted to do this Halloween. She was like, "I've got we've got to do trick or treat," and she said, "She I said, I'm sorry, Ria, I've already oh, done know. it." And I'm a terrible friend, aren't I? That I didn't know. Exactly. Um, you should listen to every one of my podcasts religiously. I've listened to all of your femme on film. So you mean all like six episodes, yeah? Yeah, but I'm happy. To, <laughs> I'm happy to keep waiting. 
I'm, I'm behind on a lot of other podcasts, but your, oh, yours, God, yours, I'm behind on so many, so many, so many. But I'm, I'm well up on yours. I'm ready, oh, um, I'm ready to come, ready to come back as well. Uh, He's a smooth operator. I try, I try. Um, but yes. So uh, before we talk about the comic, we're going to talk. Uh, I want. I just want to hear what you think of the film because you obviously want to talk about that i was actually going to do this on my own and then i I remembered i was like well ria said she wanted to talk about trick-or-treat so i thought hey why not why the hell not any excuse for us to have a chat really eh? absolutely absolutely living on my own i (laughs) i I, I do i do sometimes need to chat with with people that are not in my own head or on the television that's doing their I do accents need. effectively. Do their, me, me just talking back in their accents, yeah. Just like, I'll just replicate it. I think that's kind of where the acting bug got me, I guess, is probably just trying to do those accents. Like, loads of people are like, oh, how do you do these accents? Do you do you, do you you shape your mouth in a certain way? Or do you do this? Or, you know, I was like, I just watch things and then I do it. <laughs> <laughs> loads of people have these all these acting techniques. And I was like, I'm very much like Ian McKellen in Extras. I just go, um, you know, here, I'm Dan. And here... I'm a Nazi. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not any of those. And that's playing a Nazi, not being an actual Nazi. Uh, by the way, just to clarify, uh, it's a yeah, role. Keep it's a talking. part. <laughs> it's a part. Uh, yes, <laughs> reel that in. Reel that in. Make sure people know. Uh, this hopefully this uh, <laughs> hopefully that bit of dialogue will not be like cut out of this and used in some sort of like hate hate crime against me like he said he's a nazi <laughs> he said it he said i am a nazi uh on his podcast it must be real and i'd be I have to be like oh, here's the full podcast here's the transcription i i'm not it's i'm just i played a part anyway <laughs> we're never gonna get to the comic as as we stated it's not even about the comic anymore is it uh it's not even about halloween it's just about just chats just our, our just chats, chats and my sad life uh <laughs> That's the true horror story. Well, so you talk about Halloween. yours, and then you know I'll talk about my fabulous life. Absolutely, and, and then even worse. I love that. I love that. Women, as we were talking before, <laughs> women being mean to me is my particular kink. Um, so <laughs> more of that, more of that in my life. I, I have an automatic blind goes you, down at sunset, so you know my life's pretty sweet. That is pretty cool. I, I, I did make, I did make comic comment on uh, your automatic blind because I, I i i mean i i didn't think of you as is that you know i don't know uh, technically savvy or having oh, all those kind mm, of gadgets and mm, stuff i don't know um, do women not like tech no 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 not not i didn't i'm not i'm not saying anything like that <laughs> dan is not a sexist nor is he a nazi <laughs> you'll still clarify um Anyway, Seriously, anyway, what is actually happening? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're having fun. We're, we're having fun. I hope other people are having fun, or they're just gonna be uh, like, "No, I had enough of this shit." Yeah, uh, I just, they're like, "I just wanted to hear." <laughs> I just want to know if I want to read this comic or not. <laughs> yes. Is it any good? Is why is the shit days of the dead? That's all I wanted. Yeah. Oh God. I'll, I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen to the next one. I'll listen to the next. People one. slowly losing their minds. Yes, basically. It's it. Well, the spirits of Halloween have infected us and made us uh, uh. playful and tricksy. But yes, Ria, tell us uh, why do you like trick or treat so much? Why do I like it so much? Because it's really good. So I remember watching it. Well, I say this. I presume I watched it with Jack, our friend Jack, my Mm -hmm. bro Jack, Mm -hmm. because we would always watch this sort of film together. And I have a vague sort of memory of us watching it together. I'm presuming that's the first time we've watched it. But then uh, a few years later, 
it was hard to find and I may have gone on some websites and found a way to watch it, you know. Yeah. All, all legit, yeah. all legit. Shit. All legit websites. All yeah. Legit. And I feel like that was sort of the first time I really enjoyed it. Like I remember watching it and enjoying it. I think, you know, I was like sat there watching it on my laptop. I was like, this is just so much fun. And that is what the film is for me. I think it's a perfect mix of taking horror seriously, but also having fun with the genre. Mm. And that's why it's so good. I always forget the beginning story in trick, trick or treat. I'm not going to do an accent. <laughs> always, always forget the beginning story. So it starts and I was like, I don't remember. I don't mm. remember this it's bit. The, it's the, if, if I remember rightly, I, I was going to watch it the other night and then I just... It just yeah, I didn't have time. It, it didn't happen. But um, it's the couple coming back from Yeah, Halloween. and he believes in all of the... He's superstitious about it all. She's yeah. not. Um, he, and he says, like, don't blow out the pumpkin. That's it, isn't it? Like, don't, don't. Yeah, don't take down the decorations. Don't yeah, smash the yeah. pumpkin. You've got to um, leave it up to be protected against the spirits. Yeah. And she, of course, does all of that and, like, takes down all the decorations and then gets murdered. But I was like, I feel like every time I watch it, I forget that beginning story. Mm. And you just get chucked straight in. And that's what I really like. It's like, you are now along for the ride. Like, this is the opening. You're along for the ride. Go and enjoy it. And that's what's so good about it. Um, and obviously, we've got the little uh, little Halloween spirit Sam as well. Yeah. Um, and I like Sam because he's not full scary doll doll, as you'll know from conversations with Scott. I don't like Chucky because I no. find dolls particularly upsetting. I find them very scary. There's a reason my child, who we're talking about, has only one particular doll that's not terrifying, <laughs> and not the rest. She'll be, I, she'll I be share, like, I share and she'll that be like. And I go, nope, nope, <laughs> we are not having that. That is terrifying. None of this aisle is for you. <laughs> we shall move on because mummy is guaranteed to find it staring at her at night over the bed in my face, looking at me because dolls are terrifying. But sort of the little Halloween character, Sam, trick-or-treater type character is like that nice blend of a Chucky doll, real life. <laughs> Styled and a, a horror pump, fantasy in a, a way that doesn't and a pumpkin yet in a way that doesn't and and gourds um that doesn't doesn't scare me too much so I can enjoy it rather okay. than wake up in fear that I'm yeah. gonna get murdered. I agree. I think dolls are fucking really creepy. They're I genuinely lovely. yeah, any any or like ventriloquist dummies. <laughs> You know, that's a whole genre, horror genre all to itself. But uh, yeah, I do like the mascot idea. I think he's sweet. He's kind of cute as well. But he also, cute, yeah. also, he's fucking brutal as well, like as the film shows. But I like that. And I like he's like the right mix of cuteness and scary. And well, not scary, cuteness and violent, I think. Mm, yeah, it's it's kind of that. And again, you kind of you kind of see him, you're like, oh, he's all right. He's nice. You know, and I, I think that's that's Halloween, isn't it? You you think it's nice and fun, but there's also some of the darker side to it as well, which I think it it really balances out. I quite like the uh the linking stories and the playing around with the time. Did you mm. did you find that that the the crossing over of the stories as they bleed into one another? Yeah, and it's done quite well. It's done, it's it's not clunky and it doesn't feel shoehorned. So it's just sort of like, this is the story I want to tell. I want to have it all take place at the same time or sort of the same time. I 
because obviously, you know, time is not all happening exact same time. Um, oh my God, I don't know where that's going. But <laughs> as in, like, across one night is what I'm trying to say. Rhea's just waving. Is, She's just waving. It's like yeah. really good content for everybody. It's not non linear, um, it's a man made construct. Yeah. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> that's where I was going. That's yeah. where I was going to be going. I was like about to like drift on off into some in some like brain splurge about time. I was like, no, nobody needs that right now. Welcome yeah, to the so, Twilight Zone. Yeah. So <laughs> like that it takes place in in once it's one night, isn't it? Funny enough, mm. in Halloween, and and it just doesn't feel. It feels it's well written enough that it doesn't feel shoehorned in. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I like all the set segments. I think it's paced really well. Um, I like that you almost don't know where it's going or which segment you're going to be in next, mm-hmm. or you know, or you go back to one and you flash back to the other. I think there's a lot of of surprises and twists and turns in it as well, like things you you genuinely don't see coming. Um, yes, yes, and it's not repetitive for for a film that's showing multiple stories on the same night, sort of about the same thing. It mm. doesn't feel repetitive. Each story feels fresh and its own thing. And it just happens to be taking place at the same time. And there's little clues and hints mm. of where each of them take place, like where you see Sam, what he's doing, you know, where he's at. That's uh, a great payoff at the end, isn't it? Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, for great, great set of stories, uh, a lot of variety as well. But yeah, I think it's it's an excellent film. Like it's really, really fun. Obviously, Michael Doherty's gone on. He's he's written a lot of the X Men movies. He's written. Uh, he directed the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Did Krampus. Um, so you'll have seen his work, even if you've not, if you don't know his name. Um, so he is he is a, he's about somewhere. But this was a proper. This is like trick or treat. Uh, it was a proper like cult film because it, it it didn't even get. I don't think it got a cinematic release, did it? I don't think. I don't think so. And I it's definitely one. I think Jack in his delving into films that aren't necessarily mainstream was like, oh, let's I've heard about this, let's watch it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Jack thing. Jack didn't do that until he heard my podcast. <laughs> all right, of course. Uh, you it, are it, the originator. I'm the originator of all that. Like nobody has ever looked up an obscure uh, cult <laughs> film before and done a <laughs> podcast about it. I am the trendsetter. <laughs> No, everyone else is a copycat. The the rest of them are sheep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's OG. Uh, OG. OG. Yes, I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a mad bender tonight. Uh, I've had a I've had a coffee. I've had a coffee. <laughs> I've had an orange squash. That's, that's good. That's good. We're all good. Uh, uh, would you? What if if there was a sequel? If there was a sequel to. Trick or treat. Uh, <laughs> I've broken Rhea. She's gone. She's gone. Yeah, if it was a shock, shock phobia fest. Rhea is now in shock. Uh, oh just, dear. Just I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to say some really insightful things. Come on, everybody. Stick go on, with go us. on, go on. You're really good at this. Come on. <laughs> Come on, revolting Rhea. Come on. Yeah. So if there were, what was the set? What was the question you just said? If so, there was a sequel, and then we both laughed. What was the question? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. What would you expect from a sequel? Do you think it would be? Do you think they would go the same way? Do you think it would be on one night and they do it kind of non-linearly? Yeah, I think they absolutely have to. And hmm. I think you know they've shown that when it's done well, it works. I would be. I want it to 
be different stories interwoven with little pumpkin Sam rocking around, causing some trouble, being creepy, but also cute. And I think I do think it'd be hard to do it now. I think it'd be really hard to do it now. I think it I think Trick or Treat was made at that great time where, you know, there wasn't too much going on with technology. There wasn't trying to be too smart with horror films and all. We all have computers and phones and stuff like that. So I don't think it would work set now. I mm. think it works set in the past mm. much better. I think it's too easy to fall into the, oh, let's do some sort of um, shaky cam. Yeah. People recording it on their mm. phones. It, technology type thing so I just don't think and and I think it's really hard for horror film makers to to make this sort of film now because of that because of technology I think it's a real challenge I don't think anybody's really got to grips with it I think there's some good horror thriller type films that are doing it but as in pure horror ones none of them really tend to work for me so I do think it would be really difficult to make it now yeah there's always like a, a line or a thing that says oh my phone's out of battery or I can't get a signal or you know there's all this sort of stuff but I guess it's the same with like the the car's not working you know we've run out of fuel or the bridge is out you know all that sort of stuff but I guess that's just the modern equivalent of that but um yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't consider that. Do you think they should, um, much like this story we're going to talk about very shortly, um, obviously we're in different time periods. Do you think you would like to see it all the way back, like the uh, the the beginnings of the Halloween traditions or early Halloween? Yeah, and I think that's what's really strong about Days of the Dead. I think that it it's really smart in the stories that they that they tell and how they're framed that it does go back to I mean should we just start talking about witches sure. go ahead yeah. demons you know what else have we got there we've got uh um cults you've got cults, cults and yes, worship pagan and, um, and uh terrible people who go into native lands and murder mm. people um you know and I think that's what's so interesting about it it's bringing in different i'm just flicking through it now that's why yeah, I'm, do it. I'm like oh it's so pretty um yeah. i think it's bringing in more interesting things i like that it's centralized around american culture i think that gives it quite a strong story to tell so witches and then uh indigenous people so i think that works really well for me there's one story that i don't like Okay. This. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, going back into the history, going back into the past, seeing the crimes that white men commit is really interesting. And I yeah. think, it's yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot yeah. of those. <laughs> I think it's so interesting that that's how it's been framed. Mm. These stories yeah. have been framed. Like it's obviously a very conscious choice. So, yeah, I think it's the I history think of it's, Halloween, you know, parallel with the history of America. Yes. Yeah. Well, should we take should we take each story then? Sure. Should we absolutely. take it? Are you happy for us just to start Let's your go. podcast? And I'm just actually. I'll tell you over. what. I'll tell you what. Just, no. No. Do it. Do it. That's what you're here for. This is the the <laughs> rea, revolting rear takeover. Yeah. Um, before we do, I'm just going to read out. So this is by Legendary Comics, a legendary uh, film studio, and they have rights to v various different things like Godzilla, and uh, and so they often make comic books out of their films or prequels or. Sequels equals which is this is of one so it's written by or the story is by michael doherty todd casey and zach shields it's written by michael doherty todd casey zach shields and mark 
Adrianko, I want to say. And we have uh, the first story we're going to talk about, Seed, uh, with art by Fiona Staples and yes. colours. Yes, a woman. we got a woman. we got one. Yeah, it's Saga, Fiona Staples, Saga. Oh, of course, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, you're a big fan. Mm. Um, colours by Jose Villarubia. Uh, then the next story, Corn Maiden, with art and colours by Stephen Byrne. Uh, e- Echoes, with art by uh, Stuart Sager and colours by Guy Major. And Monster Mash with art and colours by Zid. I believe that's how you say it, Z-I-D. And colours by Ricardo Rulo. But yes, let's go on to that first story, Seed. Yeah, so Seed. So Seed is, well, we open up on, should we, I don't know, do you want to describe what each each story is about? So, yeah, so it's set in kind of, it's set in Ireland, and it's kind of during the kind of, Witchfinder general era, isn't it? Where yes, the witch hunters yeah. and they're just going, uh, "You're a woman. Did you have a thought? Then you must be a you witch. You must be a witch. Burn her. Drown her. Do something. Um, she, you can't have ideas. <laughs> Who would think of this? Um, yeah. So it's a lot of that. So uh, so yeah, we meet a uh, a young soldier. Um, I think he's from. I'm going to say they're from England. I believe. I don't know the it history. It feels like that. Yeah. It feels like it's got a lot to say about. Mm. <laughs> relations of, yes. of certain countries um, we're but, not great the english no. are shit <laughs> not so great britain <laughs> yeah perfect um yeah so uh and uh there are obviously women and children and men being killed and burnt and their heads are put on sticks some really gruesome imagery uh to go along with this very dark period of history and uh, he meets a young a young Irish lady called uh, Bridget. I can't remember his name. I think it's um, – I'm sure you'll tell me. Uh, but she's Bridget, and they get to talking, basically. And he's quite like the fundamentalist, isn't he? Uh, uh, well, I guess they both kind of are in a sense, but she's open to change and, and moving. And there's a really good line in it, which I really liked, and it was one man's religion is another man's fairy tale. Mm-hmm which I thought was an absolutely cracking line. I was like, that says that says a lot, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> um, but yes, and and it's basically he gets to know her, tries to understand her, and she gets close to him. And then people, uh, the other soldiers think they, that he's been bewitched. And the kind of story plays out there uh, towards the end. But I won't, won't spoil it too much just yet. Um, but yeah, what did, what did you think to the story and the artwork? And um, actually, before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about the framing device because this is another anthology. We've done anthology horror before, and we do say that the framing device is one of the the key components to a good anthology. Um, so, what do you think of this particular um, framing device? Did you mean the young girl and her grandfather? Yes, yeah, it's Halloween. So- it's young girl and her grandfather carving a jack o' lantern, and she's saying she doesn't want to go trick or treating. Yeah, she's afraid um, of the dark because she's, she's scared, and so he says. Well, let me tell you some stories. And then, for some reason, does not completely traumatise his granddaughter. She thinks all these stories are fantastic. I love these. These are great. These are great. Tell me more about how women were mutilated and murdered. Yay! Um, That's my (laughs) favourite. Yeah. That's what I've got to look forward to. (laughs) Um, 
And well, we'll get to the end. We'll talk sure. about the, sure. the end yeah. So yeah, I like it. I think it's a nice yeah. opening. I like that it's not over long. It's literally one page, and then mm. we just get cracking into the stories. Mm. Um, but I do like that. You know, the first story is called Seed. He's carving into the pumpkin yes. yeah. to build a seed. You know, obviously seeding things in her mind. Mm-hmm. All and it of that, like it's nicely done. It's mm. Like, oh, people know how to do storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> You'd hope so. You'd hope yeah, so. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Um, and then we get into yes, then we get into Bridget's and Thomas's story. So, which is basically it's a love story, right? Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, a Halloween it's, love story. Yeah, it's a Romeo and Juliet tale. Two people from uh, star-crossed lovers uh, coming together and learning to understand each other and love each other. And much like Romeo and Juliet, she's way cooler than he is. Oh, absolutely. so that's also awesome. Mm. Um, yeah, I really like it. I think. I mean, unsurprisingly, because it's Fiona Staples, it's really beautiful, simple, yeah. but everybody in it is gorgeous, like, you know, beautifully drawn. Um, I like that it's not exploitative. So she's being tortured. She's being whipped. She's got her top off in some some scenes, yeah. some panels. But, we, we, you know, we're not seeing it's not about, oh, look, I've drawn tits. Let's look at that. Um, she's not sexualized she's not overly sexualized which no. i think is easy so it turns out she is a witch funnily enough yeah. um, but witches aren't bad everybody which is which is a good and so it doesn't fall into that trope of sexy witch yeah. seducing a man and him coming on her side it's actually they have intellectual conversations and she interests him that way i mean obviously she's beautiful he's handsome but it's I feel like from the story, that's not what the connection is about. It's no. about she's teaching him something about the world, about the natural world, mm. about why witches and witchcraft is important, why it's connected to Halloween, um, which I think is is really nice and could be done in such a way that feels like it's fulfilling a fantasy for somebody. It's definitely like a theological discussion going on as well, because he's like, "But well, well, what do you know about right or wrong? You're a witch, you know. Mm-hmm. You you must be evil. You've killed kids." It was like, "Yeah, we didn't kill anybody. We, yeah. we just we just left out some we just left out some fruit food for these dark spirits." Um, you know, Funny enough, and, we don't do that. What have you been doing? <laughs> yes, and the two like gestures to all these heads on spikes and things. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I like it. I, I I don't know if it's the strongest tale in mm-hmm. in, um, but I I like it because it's simple, it's basic, and it kind of eases you into the rest of the stories that get yeah. considerably darker, uh, especially the second one, especially. Um, but yeah, I like it. I think the art's lovely. Uh, I like in all of them that we get like little, much like in the film, we get Sam kind of lurking in the background yeah. a lot, which I think is really cool and uh, and it kind of, and it kind of hints at things as well, like it's always been here. It's always looked like this. It's always been, you know, uh, it's an old god that, you know, does that, protects them and and follows the rules. That's one of the things I really liked about uh, the film as well. That it has these rules that if you break them, you know, mm. if you if you follow the, the rules and the, you know, what you're supposed to do on Halloween, then you're fine. But if you break them, I mean, you're in some serious shit. And again, in all of these stories, somebody breaks the rules and it uh, doesn't necessarily end well for them always. Well, maybe maybe the last story, but we'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I I was wondering what you think about the end of of Seed as well, where so uh, the the couple 
die. Mm. Um, I assume we're allowed to talk about spoilers. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the, the children from, say, the village come along and there's a young girl and she picks up pumpkin seeds, what's been left. And then we see her going on a boat. Mm. Do we think they are going to America and it's the seeds for the next story? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the introduction talks about connective tissue mm-hmm. um and i don't think it's as as blatant like we said with the framing devices of the of the, of the film but i think it, it's kind of like yeah and again a lot of these you know the a lot of the kind of deaths and stuff end up being like pumpkins and vines and things mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah and i love all those visuals it's so nice does it, he has a dream doesn't he thomas he has a dream she's coming to heal him I'm, I'm probably saying this wrong, so I better flick through. Now, or you can correct me. And he, but he has a dream, and it's all the vines are coming out of his, coming out of his body. And then in the next panel, it's the vines break up the mm. panel, which I think is really nice. It like breaks up into sort of nine different scenes, and it's all pumpkin vines that break up rather than like the traditional white yeah. vines borders and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think it was really good, and and this is when again the the other soldiers think he's been uh, bewitched and poisoned, and she's like, "What? He's ill? Oh my god!" Um, and I think it's probably due to the stress and him, you know, going against his own god and liking this this woman, and you know, questioning his beliefs and his faith. I think that kind of affects him, you know, mentally, physically, and it all comes. I mean, it would do. Like, imagine, yeah. but you know, he. I would say he's early 20s at the eldest right and he's been conscripted into what is basically an army a religious army Mm. that is murdering people i mean you would go into that in all the best faith like you assume he's gone into it because that's what you do and you're told that you go join you you, and and you're going to get these witches and then the reality is that you're murdering women and children you would hope (laughs) That you would be having a crisis of faith, I'll like, right? I'll be like, oh, not quite what I signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about this, guys. <laughs> yeah. mm, you know, I don't, I don't know. Are we the baddies? Yeah, uh, yeah classic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I quite, I quite like that end, that ending because it is like they're going to the new world and it's kind of an immigrant story and mm-hmm. like that. And again, like you were saying, the formation of America in line with this Halloween tradition, um, you know. Well, and she's taking the pumpkin seed. So is she taking the spirit, the legend of mm-hmm. Sam to America? Quite like, literally. was he confined to his own le- legends and fables in Ireland? And she is literally spreading his spooky little seeds mm. into different cultures yeah i i think you could say that because it is a it's a widespread phenomenon now like the the uk we celebrate it you know else in other countries they celebrate it where it's not really an original thing or it wouldn't have there been there naturally um but yeah it's uh yeah i think that's a really interesting idea yeah because we see across all different cultures right so like myths legends fables scary stories that we tell each other the, through through different cultures, they're all well, not all, but they are often the same, but different entities or told in a slightly different way. But you know, but you know, Willow the Wisps exist in almost yes. every, in folklore in yeah. every. There's always a creation myth, isn't there? Yeah, you know, all of that sort of thing. But in this instance, is it that he's literally a little Irish uh, demon, if, we, mm. if that's what you want to call him? Mm, is he a demon? 
I'm not convinced. He's almost like a god or a spirit. Is he like the little Halloween spirit specifically for Ireland? But he gets to then go out into the rest of the world because these people go and travel into the rest of the world. So, you know, we see in the next story that they're in in Corn Maiden, that there are indigenous people who have their own spirits. Yeah. You know, did he exist or does he then go there and become one of their spirits? Mm. I think I think you're I think you're thinking about it quite literally where I was just like I think it's kind of you know more like just a theme flowing through or is he you know it's not I don't think he's literally coming from the seeds but I think the idea and those traditions and and everything they do is kind of passed on but I like either way I think either way works like you said like it can be his his literal essence is in the seeds or it's just those ideas that passed on or that you know infects and 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 dwell in the the dark recesses of the human mind um Yes. Uh yeah. No, I, I enjoy the story. I, I like I like the the elements of it. And I, I will say, I think I think as an anthology comic, I think this is pretty solid for all the mm-hmm. stories. I agree, yeah. I don't I don't I don't think they're all strong. I think I think this this and maybe the third one are probably the weakest for me. Um I think well actually I don't know, the last one maybe as well. We'll get to it. Um do you want to talk about the next story? Which yeah, is... Corn Maiden. Yeah, Corn which Maiden. It's the best one. It's the best one, yeah. <laughs> so uh the best one. easily the best. So a downhill from here. Uh <laughs> But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this. You were talking just about uh, the indigenous people, so we're now transplanted, kind of, um, is it a new frontier, frontier Western type times? Yes, and so we're introduced to I'm not going to remember everybody's name. So a young girl called Sarah and her father, who is expanding railroads. I believe he is. Yes. Railroads. Yeah. Yeah. Good. 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 Uh, I should have taken some time just before chatting to read it. <laughs> and um, and he's, you know, he's a gold man. He wants his gold. That's what he's basically. He wants to make. He wants to make money. He wants yeah, to, that's what he's uh, into. The, the mother's died, so she yes. doesn't really have any friends. Um, he's taken her with her. Like you yeah. presume that if her mother hadn't died, they would not be on this journey with him. Mm. She is. Somewhat, you know, you get the impression impression that she's intelligent. She's sat there reading books. She's educated, which for a girl at the time is quite unusual. And she's interested in what is going on. She, you know, she and she wants to have a relationship with him. So she wants him to read books with her. She wants him to spend time with her. But he's just interested in making his money, money, money. (laughs) I love, I love the bit where um, they're like, they're like, she's using them big words again. Yeah, (laughs) better shut her up. She needs to know her place. <laughs> again, uh, again. Uh, what an I, don't know, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'm an actor, I, I'm a former actor. Um, and I do hide, accents, don't I, you? I do accents. I, I like them while I was a kid watching TV because I didn't go outside. And, uh, uh, if you want um, me to do some voiceovers, I'll do that free. I'll do it. I'll do it. You do it for free. You pay me. Whatever. Uh, but. <laughs> You can always hear my weird and wacky Eight. accents. Pay, yeah, pay, pay. pay in some form. I need some form. No, just money. Yeah, just, just give me money. Don't, just all don't of the money. Sell short. I'm not having that. <laughs> just paid in money. I mean, I want I'm... him to do voiceovers <coughs> for some some fantastic adverts, which clearly he's primed for. Absolutely, I could do that. I've got a silky smooth voice uh, coming coming through the airwaves. <laughs> or you could just do like the accent you just did and be like the Milky Bar Kid. I could be the uh, the, it's the Milky Bar Kid sound like that. <laughs> no, but it sounded really funny in my head. <laughs> just I'm, like a I'm, milk kid, a little I'm the Milky kid. Bar Kid. Hello. And you doing, and you doing your uh, voice. your uh, 
your um, come to come to the this. come to the yeah <laughs> and milky barricade. <laughs> yeah, see, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Just dubbed over a little blonde kid. <laughs> I want to I shoot some Native Americans because <laughs> that's the white patriarchy. Uh, yeah, there, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Again, barely talked about the comic in this, but uh, and, yes. Um, anyway, corn, corn maiden is the best. Yes, best it's one. The best one. I, I agree. And so, carry on. so it, it, he wants to build. There's uh, indigenous people who are on the land. He's all like, "Oh, I'm so good at talking, talking them." to move i'm gonna do that um <laughs> look at me i'm silver turned both me and the fella whose name i can't remember um and there is the uh the leader of the of the indigenous Prime. people called wolfjaw which is the best great name, name ever great name i think, I think fucking legend i think i think they even said that in the book that is an awesome name <laughs> <laughs> so okay, they go that's quite a name you'd be like mm. hell yeah mm. I already know whose side I'm on. I knew this at the beginning, but then when he sure. called himself Wolfjaw, I was like, yes. Sold. Done. <laughs> I am on <laughs> your side. And he also has a young daughter, and Sarah makes friends with him whilst her dad is trying to negotiate the moving uh, village. And she sees a mysterious figure in the mm. corn. So, they, so it's like they've got lots of corn around their village. And it is a, and she stumbles across. I can't remember what they call her in the in the. Um, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's it's like a female shaman, isn't it? Or something. yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah, um, um, I think there is. I think there was a name, but I can't remember. Maybe I'll look it up while you're talking. And Wolfjaw's daughter sort of explains that she's there and not to mess around with it. Makes gives Sarah a small token, which it's like a little doll, a not scary one that looks very similar to somebody else we know mm. um, and says it will protect you from evil spirits and off they go oh, their friend oh, yay they do say shaman it is shaman oh good so, excellent so, it, so take off the female that I added for no reason actually yeah good point that yeah. was super sexist absolutely thank I, you for acknowledging I, it I really appreciate I, that yeah absolutely I, I, I admit that was I shouldn't have said that and I, I just thought they used a different word that's all but if it is shaman shaman's fine Excellent. And off they pop back to their camp, bad people's camp. Mm. God, I'm, I'm so shit describing things, aren't I? <laughs> no, you're not. That's fine. This <laughs> is like the longest description of this story. And do you remember that first episode of Ms. Marvel's Musings that I did? Mm. And, 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 and like, Rhea, you describe it. And I just ignored all my notes and just rambled on. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing the exact same thing. No, anyway, so what happens is Sarah goes back. And she's like, hey, I really like these people. They're awesome. They're way better than my stupid father. He sucks balls. Um, mm. She goes back. They have a celebration that night, and she feels an affinity for the tribe. And she sees spirits and has the best time ever because the tribe is awesome. Her dad finds out that she did it, and she thinks she's going to get in trouble. And he said, no, let's go. You go back. You have a party with them mm. before we ask them to move. He's not, he's not he's that not bad. He's not that bad, really. He's not. He understands. He's really listened to his daughter. Yeah. He understands why this is important. And um, gets her to go back with some supplies. And all the supplies are po- poisoned, and everybody in the tribe dies. And 
we find out that he was also willing to sacrifice his daughter for for he was he assumed she would eat it and die as well eat it and drink it and die she does not and she uses the halloween spirits to fuck him up basically yeah so i think the shaman was was conjuring something they yeah. feed the shaming as well and she's she dies halfway through her spell if you want to call it that um and then i think she takes on that essence of the halloween spirit or whatever the spirit is and goes and and shoots vines out of everybody yeah it's awesome uh, pumpkins and vines popping out of of everybody um and it's great and then you see sam stood next to her um watching on menacingly um I, I I've loved it. Great ending. Great, so good. Great story. It's simple. It's base. It's you know, it's straight. You know, A to B plot, but it works and it's solid. The artwork's fantastic. It's beautiful. Yeah, and then the the bad guys get their comeuppance. You know, and and yeah, just awful, awful people. Yeah, and it's so great. You know, it's obvious after you've read it that he was going to sacrifice his own daughter, but it's not obvious at the time. But like I'm, I'm so I spoil things for myself all the time because I've watched so many films. Don't worry, I so spoil many TV things shows. for other people. <laughs> but you know that you know there's a film mm-hmm. called Old Boy, mm-hmm. and I, from the very beginning, from about twenty minutes in, went. I know exactly who that person is and what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Right? And like, and I'm not saying this to show off, but as in like, I ruin shit for myself all the I, time. I, I am the same. I am the same. And, uh, and I hate it. And so I try not to overthink things now because I'm like, I, I, I'm very much, I'm here for the journey now. And what I loved about this story is I was there for the journey. And after reading it, it was so obvious that's what he was going to do. He was going to poison his own daughter. Mm. But at the time when I was reading it, I didn't know. And I was like, yes, this, this is how good the storytelling is, that I wasn't thinking ahead of any of that stuff. I was just here for it and enjoying it. And I thought that's, you know, that's often quite unusual for me. So yeah. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I I I love it. I think again, like obviously, we've uh, Prey has just come out, and I loved, absolutely adored that I've not film. It. Have you not? Oh no, well, it's not. Re- we're waiting to watch it. So yeah. when we've got well, time. Now you've read this, you will. I think you'll love it just mm. as much, or or you'll go back and and think about this story when you see it because there's a lot of parallels and and things in there as well. I think it's not the same, obviously, um, but there's there's something there. I think you'll like the kind of indigenous uh, people story in that and stuff. But yeah, I I thought it was great. I thought you know it's the best one. I I I loved it. Just just great, and. Yeah, it was just it was a nice thing with the the mixing of cultures because they're like, oh well, you because she thought she saw her her mother there, and so yeah. she's trying, she's reaching out like she used to celebrate Halloween with her. The father never does; they never do all the things they used to do together. Um, and that and it's like, oh well, and they welcome her in to the tribe, and they say, yeah, of oh. course, Wolf Jaws tribe is me. You're like, yeah, come, come, yeah, you're nice. You're come great. party with us. Come be with us. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you understand. You're willing to share. You know, and and that's going both ways. They want to share knowledge and and spirituality both ways. Exactly, because they they share each other's culture as well. They yeah. don't just go. It's like you know, you know, every year where people are like, oh, Muslims want to cancel Christmas. They've never wanted to fucking cancel Christmas. You're just being racist. Yeah. Um, I remember they put out a post years ago, like a social media post, and it was like, you know, uh, I don't know, but there was an account for like 
Islam or something. Um, and it was just like, oh, we don't want to cancel Christmas. Enjoy your holiday. We are, we will enjoy ours as well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, Peace and love. Yeah. And I was just like, just look at that, you fucking racist. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, great story. Uh, moving on, I think, uh, unless there's anything else you want to say about no, that. No, it's just, it's the best one. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have time to read the whole thing, and you should do it, it's not long. Uh, yeah. If you don't have time to read the whole no, thing, just read this one. It's fantastic. The art is beautiful. Mm. There's the color oh, is yeah. fantastic. So there's nighttime scenes by the fire and everything's in a red glow. But the most beautiful part is this this pink, this sort of these these reds and pinks that they use towards the end when Sarah's getting her revenge mm. on. Uh, her father and it's just beautiful the coloring is just absolutely stunning so i just it's it's gruesomely beautiful i i agree that's a great way to uh to term it i think uh i think you can get a lot out of this story uh whoever you are wherever you're from i, I do recommend it um yes let's move on to the next one echoes uh, yeah not not, yeah, a fair, not not a fan. This one, no, okay, not at all. Tell us why. Just thought it was really boring. I tell you what, it's I did. So I mean, because it's beautiful. Yeah, it's the art is ridiculous. It is stunning, and everything is so beautifully drawn and coloured. But I just didn't feel the story at all, mm. and I think it's a disservice that it goes after after the one before. I think that's the Any, problem. I think that yeah, was so good. <laughs> I think anything that follows that story is going to struggle. I, I, I do, I do like what you were saying about the the formation of America and these key points in history uh, of America. And I think the whole McCarthyism aspect of this story was was the most interesting part. You've got this mayor who is is going. There's a a man in a devil mask, a devil worshiper, mm. killing people, stabbing women in the park, and it's it's horrible. The devil of such and such, and uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we we need to all these people, the you know. The, the outcasts, the the alternative people in society, we need to lock them up or kill them or ruin them in some way, and and that that I think plays really well. It, it made me think of um, Have you seen Angel Heart with Mickey yes. Rourke? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's there. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Um, I won't spoil that film, but um, it's quite similar in that it's a, a noir story that kind of yeah. dips its toe in the supernatural. Um, and there's a lot of aspects that I found quite similar with this. The artwork, I think, varies from page to page. I think some of the pages are amazing, and I think the other ones look a bit rushed sometimes. I think, I, I think if it's a big splashy image, mm. I think they, they, those are better. Like uh, the the lady who comes into the the PI's office, you know that those those store those images, uh, the the image of the cult when they're holding up the dagger some really great but i think some of the ones where it's again it's that you know the borders and everything and the cutting between these little segments uh the little panels those i think are the are the roughest because it's just it's almost a little too scratchy during the and i found it quite messy i found it quite hard to follow i was sort of like okay where where is my attention supposed to be right mm. now where do you want it to be how does this fit into the storytelling oh, i've read this thing i should have been looking at that thing and i found that quite difficult yeah, and I, I'm like I'm, I'm like yourself. I'm an avid comic book reader, and I usually kind of net by now I kind of go, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, like this, like follow these panels. Oh, this is the direction it's going. Uh, and I, usually, if you if you've done a good job, you can tell that 
yeah, it was all over the show with the the ones the pages with more panels were the worst ones and the ones that really took me out of the story, I'd say. Um again, I don't hate the art, but it it was I also felt it was a little bit like uh, you know uh, Bill Sinkovich, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um I felt like it was like a bargain bin mm-hmm. version of him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, not no disrespect to the artist, I think he's very good, but it's like if you've seen Bill Sinkovich, you've seen this. So it was, just, and it just wasn't quite that for me. But uh, we've not talked about the story. So the story. Oh yeah, we haven't. <laughs> the art, Sorry. the art, and it's, and I don't like it. Um, so the story is a PR who lost his family in a car crash. Um, he's very kind of, he's a mopey, he's an alcoholic, blah blah blah. Hates Halloween. Not a big fan. Um, and a woman approaches him and says, my sister's been killed by this devil um, character that's going around murdering people that the mayor mentions, and you've got to find her. And she was, you know, she was all kind of uh, mixed in with this witchcraft kind of thing. Here, take this owl pendant. It's supposed to protect you. My sister told me it protect you and maybe show you things, you know, you could see through their eyes because they're the protectors of the night or something. Um, and then he basically goes and investigates. But on the way, he has various hallucinations, sees things and thinks and sees beyond the veil and sees the true evil in people or what they look in, inside, how they look, how they appear. Um, and that's that's kind of the story as it goes on, but it gets a little bit deeper towards the end. But it's your classic kind of Maltese Falcon Noir type story, but tied in with Halloween and a bit more of the supernatural. Um, but it, it was the it, you said it was the writing and the story didn't grab you. What, what in particular? Really simply, I just didn't think it was that interesting. Yeah. I think, you know, so it's the mayor who is actually the, this is when I've got the story all wrong, who is actually no, the no, you're right. devil you're right. who's murdering everybody. Mm. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to drum yeah. up that 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 hatred towards these yeah. these people he wants to get rid of. Um, well, just a bit sort of like, yeah, it's been done before. It's not really didn't really elicit any sort of emotion in yeah. me, and I really disliked the ending of. <gasps> but it wasn't her; she was dead all along. I was mm. like, no, yeah, no, I'm not here for it. And I just, I just don't think it was particularly coherent compared to the others. No, I think you are right. I think it is a very much like. I think you know, it's a very just noir supernatural. Like we did cast a deadly spell earlier this year for Wizard Month, and it, it's a, it's a worse version of that, really, um, unfortunately. And that, that really embraced the kind of world building, the ideas and stuff. But I do like the, I, the McCarthyism aspect of it. But mm-hmm. and I, I love noir. I love horror. So that's I love, it. I love, yeah. I love film noir so much, yeah. you know. But I just, it just wasn't hitting the sweet spot for me. It just wasn't. It felt long as well. It felt really long. Yeah, I felt that. I felt the. I felt the length of this one. Uh, yeah, and it just wasn't. It was a lot. I think it was a lot they were trying to fit in in mm. such a short amount of time as well. Actually, maybe that's what it is. You're right. Like maybe it is just too much. They're just putting too much in there. Maybe if it was because then it's the whole. There's this whole cult thing, and it's like, oh, but we're not yeah. really bad and. Yeah and all of this sort of stuff. Maybe if that wasn't there, maybe if it was just him gumshoeing around with the owl and seeing spooky things and then finding out it was the mayor without it being... I felt like they were like, 
five twists in it and I was like I don't need this many twists this is too many I guess yeah yeah there are quite a lot of twists and and five sounds really short sounds like hardly any but it's a lot and if you can watch a film that's a lot of twists yeah. right you'd be like so, for fuck's sake stop I mean I mean there's stop like twisting yeah and, so you've and, got the the girl's dead the person is the mayor the people that you think behind it are not behind it at all and they're trying to help uh there's the bit where he talks to to the guy who works at the bar and then he turns into a demon and then he oh, turns yeah. into a and then he turns into a bin bag so that's like three to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and And he sees his dead family and then they're not there he has a car crash then he's fine he's he's picked up (laughs) turns into a bin bag it's just and that's this there's just a lot there's just a lot going on there is, there is. I agree, I agree. Um, but yeah, I think I think if it had less turning into bin bags, <laughs> you know what? Less people need to turn into bin bags. Honestly, <laughs> completely. Oh, what a bin bag! What a bin bag! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> There's something so funny about the word bin bag. I've never realised before. Well, now you, now you know the pure it's hilarity. So mundane, but the idea of turning into a bin bag is so good. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> and we have another we have another shaman in this, don't we? And we have this yes. more, a bit more connective tissue slightly. And again, Sam turns up in the hallucinations. And um, I forgot to mention in the first story in Seed that he picks up the pumpkin in a bag, and it represents it shows yes. as, a sti- yes. as the same stitching as his sack mask face as well. I thought that was quite cool. And it's just these little kind of cool little nods and things. Um, but yeah, I think I agree with you. I don't think it's it's the strong strongest one, um, but I I think it could have been better. I like the ideas and what they're trying to say, but I think yeah, they needed more room to breathe. Um, I, I interviewed uh, Amy Chu um, a while back, and she said one of the challenges they give you when you're writing, learning to write, is they say you need to make this story, you need to make a 10-page story or a really short story, and most people struggle to keep it down to those mm. set, set pages, but she didn't. Uh, and that's that's the problem with this, I think. It's it's just a little too long or it's not long enough or there's too much you're trying to force in when, mm. when you could just keep it relatively simple. Like the next tale is really simple, yeah, really basic, and it works because of that. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree. Speaking of the next tale, Monster yeah. Mash. Uh, <laughs> Go on, do it, do it. As if the monster mash. Got the accents. You're getting all the accents out of me tonight. Um, so the monster mash. Let's. Uh, this, this is a little fun one. It's a cheeky one. It's not too dark and disturbing, but I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this one. I think it's really nice. So we go back to the grandfather and his granddaughter, don't we? Talking we do, about. Yeah. Um, but it's it's more like a bookend because they don't really yeah. turn up in the other two, do, do they? They're not like, no. oh, here's another story of of this. Um, so yeah, it's probably more of a bookend, arguably. But yeah, tell us about this one. Um, so it's two young boys who. So do you, they're? Do you think they're part of like a weird religious little town that's like really controlling or weird, or do you think it's just the one boy's dad who is the priest? Well, it reminded me a little bit. Speaking of Halloween films, you on the Pop Gorillas did all the Halloween films not so long ago, and it reminds me of, of a couple of those films where they ban Halloween. 
They kind of like say, yeah, it oh, feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. The, it's like the, a weird little religious town. Yeah, and there's it's kind of, and it's not unlike you know Haddonfield as well. The kind of the ideas behind it and the 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 people that are there and the the priest father, the evil priest father, looks exactly like Peter Cushing. Which I was going to let you talk about because you you uh, I hadn't read it. And you, no, no. And I was like, that I, I guess, has to be deliberate. Yeah, I was like, I've probably spoiled it a little bit just showing his face, but um, I mean, it's fine. A face is not a spoiler. A face. Well, I'm I'm that trained by Tonya now. I just think <laughs> I just think everything's a spoiler. Every bit of truth I give out is a spoiler. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> My name is Spider Dan. That's a spoiler. Spoiler. You shouldn't talk about your own title in your <laughs> podcast. Um, no, we love you, Tonya. I respect you. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm being, I always, I'm I'm walking on eggshells sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you keep him in line, Tonya. Yeah, you, you, you do that. You do that. I'm sure, I'm sure she'll have a lot of, a lot of things to say in this week's uh, podcast at large, she Hulk podcast at large. Uh, Comics in Motion available now. Go, go, go. <laughs> uh, oh, I yeah, I, to Tonya be awesome. Yes, exactly. And I'll just be there. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm the human bin bag. Uh, <laughs> In that podcast, that's me, the human bin bag. Tonya and the human bin bag. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Monster Mash. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah. This this father is uh, he's very. Uh, they catch these kids doing something, some pranks on Halloween standard. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so Halloween sort of seems to be banned, doesn't it? And they have church lock-ins every mm. Halloween, so, so all the townspeople go. So weird. So, so this is what I mean. Is it like some weird culty town? So they go. So and. Two people, two young boys are dressed up as in Halloween costumes as like little yeah. little monsters running around doing a spot of night vandalism and having a grand old time. Yeah, absolutely. When do you think this one's set as well? Is this like because um we we learn at the end one of the boys is the grandfather. So do you think it we think in like sixties, seventies? Sixties, yeah. I think sixties. It felt it feels kind of sixties mm. to me. I think the religion, the religious aspect mm. to it made me think, oh yeah, because because obviously like sixties is uh was a lot of experimentation going on, a lot of ideas flowing, free flowing. So yeah, it does feel like that. That it's like, nope, we can't have any of that. That's not American, that's not right, it's not God. You know, it doesn't serve God or, you know, that p- almost puritanical belief. But it's basically just a little, uh, you know, they, they escape. They're, they're locked Yeah, so, so one of them is the child of the mad priest man, Peter Cushing, and they run off. So what they call James and Rory, so they run off as they do. Well, no, they don't run off, do they? So they get in trouble and yeah. monsters, Halloween oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. monsters come out and start attacking the townsfolk. Mm. And the boys go, the boys don't want to be attacked. They go, put your, they put their costumes back on. Mm. And then the monsters think that the boys are one of them. Yes, that's right. I completely forgot. I thought they got locked up or something, but no, you are absolutely right. And yeah, it kind of just, it, you know, it, at least it, I like a good story. It doesn't like feel like it has to wait around. Like it just mm. kicks off and gets yeah, going. It's so mad. It's like, he slaps his son because he's a fucking dickhead, mm. and then all the monsters come out, and I'm like, "Yes, monsters, too bloody right." And, and then they start like, trying to eat everyone. I'm yeah, like, the sh- yeah, the sheriff. I think the sheriff is missing a hand later. Yeah. I think uh, I'm, like, I'm on the side of the monsters, and and that and that's what kind of happens is they they follow the monsters to a kind of meeting place to another kind of. Uh, kind of a ritual. There's another kind of shaman, uh, witch type, and and they kind of like, okay, we're we're monsters now. So they literally just 
do whatever they want they become the monsters and again it's quite mm-hmm. similar to the to the last the last um our last story as well it's kind of there's this, again the the theme is running through this and and they just follow them they do whatever they want they have fun they're like just go with it uh, the kid who's the 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 priest's son is like just go with it just roll with it whatever let's just let's have fun and the other one's like well, i'm not sure and there's this and i'm worried and what happens and look at my hands and oh, what's going on with my hands yeah um, i'm that kid yeah <laughs> i'm very much that kid stop questioning me following the rules because <laughs> i really like rules i like rules <laughs> And, you know, there's 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 place for rules, and then there's you know there's place for having fun. Um, but yeah, the, and the what happens at the stroke of midnight? They are going to they kind of realize and they get the gist that they're going to fully turn into monsters, creatures, creatures of the night. Um, and uh, and ones like you know the the one who likes the rules, that you, Rhea, Rhea, and her rules. I've got rules. Rear's rules. Rear's rules. Revolting uh, Rear's rules. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, take off your costume quick. And, and the other kid's like, no, I want I like this. it. I like being I, a I like monster. It. I like doing whatever I want and being this and living this lifestyle. Uh, this is me. And he keeps it on. And then he uh, is enveloped by this little, this, well, little large green reaper figure and then grows these massive bat wings yeah, and, fly, awesome. and, and flies off. And it, and his friend's like, well, what am I going to do with that? My best mate. He's like, you'll be all right. Just go with it, dude. <laughs> Just go with it. It's gonna- Love it. It's like, see you later. I've, I've got wings. Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, to be fair, that would be me too. I'd be like, I've got wings. See you later. <laughs> no, but you, you wouldn't have them because you have your rules. You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go rules. that far. But then uh, we, again, we end the book on the uh, bookend of going back to the grandfather and the daughter, uh, granddaughter, and he's convinced her to go out. Her friends are here and they're off and they're going to go trick-or-treating. And it ends. Uh, and he says, hello, old friend, I think, or something like that. Yes. And it's the Grim Reaper and he envelops him much like his friend. So he's obviously the child from the story, that last story, and he's been taken away and he's uh, you know, I guess we assume he's becoming a monster like his mate. And we see, don't we, that um, when his granddaughter's running off, she's running off with her friends and then standing there behind the friends is Sam Yes, in his little costume and the granddad's saying goodbye. And then, yeah, and then his friend's shadow goes over the moon. And he's like, yeah, all right, happy Halloween. Yeah. What a way to end it. Yeah. Would you recommend this? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt, it was so much fun to read. I really enjoyed it. I thought, apart from the third story, mm. all of them are great, all really well written and entertaining, all beautifully drawn. Although I do agree with you mm. with the third one as well that it's not as it could be. No, I think it does feel a little bit rushed. Yeah, um, I think I still as a horror think... fan and as a trick or treat fan, I, I kind of feel like it's essential reading. Well, there you go. Ria says it's essential reading. Ria's reading. Ria's uh, reading. Ria's required reading. Revolting uh, Ria's required reading. There we Ooh. go. There we go. Uh, I agree. I uh, I think it's a really solid anthology. I don't think there's any, there's not, I don't, even the one we don't like, I still, yes. there's still something to it. Um, yeah, and I've read things that are worse than it. Absolutely. 100%. But we're, we're here to critique um so but yeah i do recommend it it's available currently on comiXology i know that they've released a 20 i think it's a 20th anniversary edition um 
which is a hardcover, and it includes the original comic book ad- adaptation of the film and also contains Days of the Dead. I, I got that for Dennis's daughter um, uh, for her birthday or something. I got it I got it then because she's a fan of the film, so I was like, right, she'll love this. Um, so I'm glad I read the stories as well, and I've loved them as well. So, yes, I agree with Rhea's recommendation. Um, and, yeah, that's it. So, Rhea, where can everybody find you this All Hallows Eve? Oh, love it. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I want to talk anything horror ever, always. So this has been really good. Um, and also thank you for keeping us to time because I feel myself rambling. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, we, we've, run over, <laughs> we've run over a little bit, but not, yeah. not by too much. Not by too much. But um, but where can you find me? So at Rhea Carrigan on Twitter and Instagram, at Femme on Film. Uh, I think it's at Femme on Film Pod on Twitter. Just go and find me there and come and say hi yeah. and talk about films and smashing the patriarchy and releasing dongs and horror all films. About, all about yeah. releasing those dongs. Yeah. Uh, As Alison made me, the lovely, lovely Alison, who's been on many things before, made me clarify on Monday in films and TV and media, not just on the street, because if you do that, yes, I will punch a- you in it. That's a sex crime. So don't do those things, please, ever, ever in your life. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, I'll, you're a pop gorilla as well. So you can go and check oh, out yes, those, those podcasts. Oh, and Halloween. Oh, yes. We'll be doing something for Halloween as we do every year. So mm-hmm. last year we did the Halloween films uh, for Friday the 13th. This year we did all the for Friday the 13th films, which was horrendous. That sucked. And we are going to do Halloween season where we're taking some franchises and splitting them up between us. And reviewing, nice. so come join us in October for that. Excellent. It's a very binge-worthy podcast. I always just stick it on and just let it roll. And you've got hours and hours of great content, spoiler-free as well. So if you if you're a person, who yeah, I always spoilers. forget that bit, and then I have to be reminded <laughs> that Mia, you you're not doing the spoilers. <laughs> oh well, because I write them. Well, I sort of write. I write notes, and then in classic career fashion, ignore my notes completely. Fair enough. And then just come along and just go, blah, 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 blah. Same, um, same. <laughs> and forget everything. So it's really good. I am the least professional of the gorillas. The other three are all amazing. And then there's just me who just pops up for the seasons and just says the random shit that's on my mind. Yes, you also got a new member as well, uh, Dan, who's uh, yes, who's great. I really like his his uh, contributions as well. They're brilliant. Um, Indoctrinating him with with Halloween. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. I don't know sorry. why we're forcing you to watch these films. Sorry, Tony. Sorry, Jack. It's all it's all. <laughs> It's all your problem. It's not my problem. I'm not going to watch him. Uh, but yeah, re- really good, really, really good stuff. So uh, you're also on the Comics in Motion. You're going to be on there forever doing all sorts of different things. Um, but yeah, specifically check out Femon Film. That's my favorite one. So thank you. That's all right. Uh, but yes, so uh, we'll leave it there. Um, so you can find me on uh, our Facebook. It's at Secret Bores. Um, on Twitter, it's da- at Dan underscore Bores. Instagram, it's Spider Dan Secret Bores. Review, like, share, subscribe, comment, etc. Don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us. If you want to join the Prattalian and to be briefed in full on the Secret Bores, swing over to Prattleworld at www.spiderdanandthesecretbores.com. Just for Mike, it's B O R E S. 
Uh, I'd like to thank my patrons, including uh, Mike Burton, I am Jack's Musing, Simon Cotton, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Scott Hodgson, Angry Annual Reviews, Tonya Todd, and Tony Farina. So many, so many what a, now. What a great group of people. You should have all of them on for a round table on something. Mm. I, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I struggle with what two well we've struggled tonight with just two guests yeah let, that's true let alone, well i mean one guest and one host um i, <laughs> like, I, I could yourself a guest. i'm a guest i'm like no like literally they're just a guest i'm, I'm just a guest here um I, I do everything i do it all i just i think so little of myself i'm just a bin bag a human bin bag that's me um <laughs> But thank you guys for your continuing donations. It's very much appreciated and helps Prattle World keep on turning. And if you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast and this human bin bag, uh, please, <laughs> please, please consider it. I hope you've enjoyed this. I know we've not talked too much about the comic. We have spoiled it. We haven't spoiled it. Whatever. Go read it. It's excellent. It's really, really fun. So go pick up Trick or Treat, a Days of the Dead this Halloween. Thank you, Rhea. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.